Blog Talk Radio. Now, I, 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 I really, you know you're going to use it too. Of course I am, especially, okay, look, 
I, I don't want to. I'm just going to say this in the beginning, and I don't want this to become a long, drawn out argument. But with all that rise up Atlanta Falcon nonsense that was on my timeline last night, I would have lived on my dislike button last night. That's all I'm saying. Oh, oh hell no. Oh, Lord. Oh, hell no. You should have said oh, that. Oh, I'm, I'm, hell no. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. I I, I didn't want this to generate no. into a, a sports conversation. I really I didn't want to do that. No, no man. That's, you save that for me and you combos later. Yeah, my bad. No. My bad. Just let's strike that from the record. Uh, no, 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 no. You have an ATL born bred cornbread fed on the line with you. They have cornbread and Louisiana, too. Yeah. 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 Kujo, you uh-huh. were mentioning something about disrespect that had something to do with customer service. Is that correct, sir? Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. So I'm heading back home from uh, the store, and I, you know, don't feel like cooking tonight. Decide, okay, let's stop and get some Popeyes, right? Winning, winning. You're a smart man. So, so I, so I forego the the nearest Popeyes to you know, where I was at the time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just go to the one that's closest to my house. Cause I don't know where this one is that, you know, I pulled up on my phone and the maps or whatever. So I'm going to just go to the one by my house. Mistake number one. Anyway. So I go to the one by my house. And when I pull up to the drive through window, place my order. First of all, I'm proud of myself. Cause I did a good deed. There was a dude standing out front who was asking, he wasn't asking for money. Cause if he was asking for money. He wouldn't have gotten down for me, but he asked for food. So, you know, I bought him, like, you know, a two-piece or whatever. So I did my good deed for the rest of my life. Anyway. Round of applause. So, awesome. Yep, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Kujo, we've been friends like eight. Damn, Kujo, we've been friends like eight years, man. You ain't never even bought me a bag of chips. Are you going to buy a random stranger a two-piece? Anyway, continue. (laughs) He he had... he had an honest face. So anyway, so I wah, wah, wah. I'm asking the girl. I mean, you know, I'm placing my order, and, and the girl says that there's no chicken. They out of chicken. They got to place some. I mean, you got to, you know, cook some. It's going to be 10 minutes. I'm like, well, what do y'all do have out of everything that I place? She's like, oh, we don't have no type of chicken. Everything got to be cooked. First of all, you at a restaurant that exclusively serves chicken, and you out of all types of chicken. They that busy? Who's ma- who's man? No, they weren't. Who's managing the the kitchen back there? Was my question. So anyway, I'm like, all right, fine. She says it's gonna be about ten minutes. So we pulled forward, and she's like, well, we can get y'all some free drinks, some free, you know, whatever. While y'all waiting, cool. So that happened, and we didn't get our free drinks. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just get them when they bring the food out. Mistake number two. So I have to actually get out of the car. It, it waited 15 minutes. I gave him an extra five on top of the 10. I had to get out of the car and go inside 
and I have to explain to them and show them my receipt on what I ordered because obviously they, everybody else that was behind me in the drive-thru line was politely going about their way with they non-chicken items from Popeye's, whatever that is. What else do they serve? Shrimp? I guess everybody else had shrimp. So it was people walking in and walking back out in the time that we were sitting out there waiting. So that's what prompted me to go back inside. I'm like, look, man, this dude just walked in two minutes ago, and he didn't came out with three bags of, of something. So I go back inside, and, you know, they got to prepare the food or whatever. The the horrible customer service that um, Shaquanda provided me was um, – Nothing short of what I'm I'm used to with Popeyes, but don't tell me it's going to be a ten minute wait and it ends up being fifteen and I actually got to get out of my car and come back in and then remind you of what I had and then they didn't get my order right. I was missing mashed potatoes, missing French fries, missing biscuits, and it fuck Popeyes Damn. right now, man. I'm eating. Are you missing the essential? Right now. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Go. What was the name of that chick? Yeah, I was just about to say, I didn't hear nothing you said except for the girl that waited on you. What was her name? Shaquandria or Shaquandria. I'm only assuming because she never actually told me her name, but on, a, on the name tag it was S-H-E-A-U-N-D-R-I-A-U-A-X-T-F. Elemental P. Uh, Jesus hashtag Christ. Apostrophe. Right. Um, All right, black people, we need to stop failing each other. Why are y'all giving people these dumbass names that cannot go on the application? Why? Or the one that was the application names. that that completely disqualifies you from the beginning? Because I guarantee you that John Smith is going to get a call faster than the Corey Jenkins. This is the truth. It is most definitely Man. the truth. I, be- I believe there have been studies done on this. And it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that. Because while you were mentioning that name, that thing caught my attention. Old M16 went to our good friend Google. And I came back here with a list of the top 20 whitest and blackest names. This should be interesting. Give us us a top five from each one. All right. So let's start with Shea Whitey. Let's see what we got here. And, of course, in the spirit of, of how things work on this show, the the website is acting funny. Okay, here we go. All right. So, oh, man, come on, man. You got to be kidding. Ladies and gentlemen, the radio show. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so ridiculously not awesome what just happened with this. Here we are set to do Let's Let's – we're going to try it again. Can we talk about the we're twins? We're going to try it again. And also while we're so waiting this, for that to come up. What's off the top of your head, what is the hood, what's the hoodest name that y'all can think of that you've heard? La- Don't make La- one up. and Ladria. Like, what? <laughs> what? A set of twins. A set of twins named LaWasha and Ladria is true. They live out here in Louisiana. I swear to God. My brother went to school with a kid. My brother went to school with a kid named Robinisha. Um, Robinisha. I knew a. I I, I knew a I knew a Lacanya in high school. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Venus, you got any? Uh, I knew a Arjua Kanitrika. 
The what? <laughs> Please tell me that's African. Please Bless tell me that's you. some low-key African meaning. No. We went to elementary and high school. Her name was Arjua Quinitrica. And actually, this this was like before the made-up names became really popular. Because she, she's about 47 now. Can you imagine when she's like 50? But we used to call her Duck. Why did you call her Duck? Well, Tropping out in her regular name. You call her anything you could. I mean, no, I mean, no, there's a reason behind it. I, I don't know why they called her Duck. I, we've all <laughs> called her Duck, but I mean, I can't imagine in, in second or third grade trying to pronounce on the How do you know? I'm, I'm curious. Like, I'm curious. Like, did she have a big ass and used to waddle around? Did she have big lips? Something fed into no. that. It wasn't her name. No, no. Actually, she was a pretty young lady. Damn. Hmm. Damn. I feel sorry for the guy that had to say that name at the wedding. Mm. Shit, I she had to fill it out in kindergarten. Yeah, you have to learn how to spell your name. Jeez. Now, as as somebody with with what's been described as a as a relatively difficult name, my last name anyway, I can say that it's easy to spell your name when it's your name. Because that's what you taught from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like when you start, like I could spell my last name like, what, 11 or 12 letters long, and I could spell it when I was, you know, in elementary, when I was in fifth grade before I started school. But, yeah, but your, your name is a is an ethnically diverse name. It's not like your name is, you know, it's not like your name is Raekwon It's Smith not named like after that. appliances. <laughs> now, oh, the, now the, let's... The web, the web, now, I was going to say... I was going to say the website finally the, the, We've all... We've all heard this. Ex- we've all heard this excuse or this reasoning behind some of these ethnic, super ethnic sounding names, especially from the women. Is that oh, it's Swahili for beautiful flower, or it's uh, Ethiopian for goddess princess? I, I call it made up monkey shit. Ask a chick. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because I've never once in my life heard anybody. Ethiopian, Nigerian, or anywhere from Africa say anything that remotely sounds close to these hood-sounding names. Nope, not at all. I mean, if you had one of those at your school, it would be just like, you know, like little little Mbutu that was in your uh, your kindergarten class or whatever. Hey, but exactly. All the, all, out of all the Africans you know, they don't have hood-sounding names. They have, I mean, you know, it's maybe as ignorant as it sounds, but they have African-sounding names. Afusat yeah. and uh, right. So, yeah, whatever. I, I got that list here, Cujo, that we were talking about here before you, Jer, Easy, Venus can all, uh, you know, go to this. So they got them broken down into the the 20 whitest girl names, whitest guy names, black girl, black dude. So we're going to start with the 20 whitest white girl names. You said you want the top five. Wait, nah, wait can, we play, can, we, can we make this into a game? Can we do something interesting where – Everybody yeah. tries to guess and see if they can Let's get the, them. the whitest and blackest name. Yeah. All right. That's fine. That's cool. All right. So we're on the 20 whitest girl name. So we're going to start with Black Venus. Black Venus, can you name one of the list of whatsoever? Dude, you're supposed to call out the name and what it is. Oh, okay. Well, this is no, 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 no. No. Yeah. No, no we're supposed to guess about... what we think is the whitest name on the list for the girl. Yeah, and see exactly. if it's on here. I thought, did I, did yeah. I? Did I get that wrong, or was I? No, no that's right. You're right. Oh, Jerk damn, damn, Jerk was just waiting. Jerk was just waiting to call me out. Wow. 
Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just confused. So let's get the rules right. You call the name, we figure out if it's white or black. Maybe or I'm the maybe no. one that's not listening. No. Well, you just get the name. Around the room and guess which one we think is the whitest girl name, and then he's going to say the top five. All right. Are we so, good now? So I'll, I'll start. I guarantee you that Becky is on the top 20 whitest name. Actually, uh, I got two No. Guesses. What? It's not? Becky's not? No, it's not. She's what about Mary and Catherine? Wait, no. Those are Rebecca? two common white girl names. No, Mary and Catherine. All right. Well, Easy got one of them. Catherine is on here. Let's go. Man, f- fuck that list. That list ain't reliable. Becky is Jerk, what you got? Are you talking to me? What you got? Yeah, I'm talking well, talk to the jerk. Venus, you can go after him. Jerk, what you got, man? Elizabeth? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Wow. No. Venus? What? Ashley or Megan? No. Actually, this list isn't reliable. I can, I can rattle reliable. them off. I can rattle them off real fast. So it's Molly, Amy, Claire, oh. Emily, Katie, Madeline, Caitlin, Emma, Abigail, Carly, Jenna, Heather, Catherine. Caitlin, Caitlin with a K, Holly, Allison, another Caitlin with a Y-N, Hannah and Catherine with a Y-N. Now here comes uh-huh. the fun part. Let's do the 20 blackest girl name. Keisha. Venus, what you got? Kelly is Keisha. on there. Keisha. Actually, no, no Keisha. Kujo, what Kelly? you got? I said Kujo. i weird. Oh, some weird ass spelling of a common name like Jasmine. <laughs> Jasmine's like on J- here. J A Y I S I M Y N E. Jasmine. Oh, they they have several versions of Jasmine on here. Yeah, I think what you got, man. Oh, uh, I said Kelly. Nope. Jerk. Mercedes. Nope. 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 Yeah, nobody named that. I was gonna go. Alexis. Nobody named after a car? Are you serious? Yes, an Alexis on here, yes. What you got, Jerk? Man, y'all messing up. That's plenty of continent. Wait, 16. These, these names yes. are old as hell. These are not modern names. Did you pull a 1980s list? No. Let me, okay, let me name them off here for the Wait, 20 black girl Diamond? names. What about Diamond? Yeah, of course. You, y'all leaving off all the, the continents. Look, it's Ebony, Shanice, Aaliyah, Precious. Nia, Deja, Diamond, Asia. This shit is so I know a chick named Precious. I know a chick named Precious. Tierra, Kiera, a bajillion Jasmine, Alexis, and Raven. Remember, these are the most popular people I grew up with as kids. Like, these are not modern kid names. No, they are. They got a lot of people. They are. They are. They're saturated. You're not going to have a Deja and Jada. There is nobody. Okay, so my kids have been going to daycare for the last several years. There are no kids in this class named any of those names. None. Welcome to Atlanta. <laughs> Not a noun. So all I'm, right. I'm assuming now, that the list is doing like a like a like a total of all the names within that race, like kind of thing. Like if it's the top, correct? 20, like how many people on? 
how many people, how many black people on earth have this name, and then they just kind of something like that, right? <clears throat> Correct. So if the number one black name ain't Muhammad, then I don't know what. Jerk is just ready to pounce tonight. He's feisty. All right, let's 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 do the whitest boy names here. Wait, um, did you just call a grown man feisty? <laughs> yeah, I just did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the 20 whitest boy names. Black Venus, what you got? Hmm. Kobe? No. Easy. Uh, John and Bobby. What is you with this two shit? Just pick one <laughs> because. Because. <laughs> Look, I live in South Louisiana, man. They have a lot of white people, so I can't only do one. I have to be different and do two. For fuck's sake. And then wrong with both. Jesus. Oh, for fuck's sake. He's ruining the show. Jesus. Get off my lawn. Cujo. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Connor or Hunter. Connor is cute. on here, and Hunter is on here too. Good job. Hey. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Daryl. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, let me run through these. Oh, Venus, did you pick one yet? Did you pick one? No? You said Kobe. I already picked one. Okay. So we got Jake, Connor, Tanner, Wyatt, Cody, Dustin, Luke, Jack, Scott, Logan, Cole, Lucas, Bradley, Jacob, Garrett, Dylan, Maxwell, Hunter, Brett, and Colin. All right, these are names clearly from the 1950s or the 1800s, like Wyatt. Have you ever met anybody named Wyatt? The kicker from my high school team was named Wyatt. Wyatt I actually, I know someone named Wyatt. Jesus. I think I'm going to one, too. Now it's time for the main event here, the 20 blackest boy name. I think we've already lost this game. Jamal, Leroy. Quan is on here. Quan. <laughs> Some version Jamal of Quan. Is just Quan. <laughs> man, so many. Like, easy. You got, you got one, man. I got two. Tyrone and Jalen. Oh, Tyrone is definitely on here. That's for sure. No, no Jalen. Jerk. Oh wow. <laughs> no Jerome. Jerk. Mike. Michael. No Michael. What about Christopher? Lee. Man, y'all Leroy. Y'all leaving out a no Leroy. Now come on, y'all. Y'all leaving out a lot of D's. There's Deshaun on here, DeAndre, Darnell, Marquise, Terry, oh, yeah. Malik. Definitely definitely Tra- Deshaun. Tra- Trayvon, Tyrone, <laughs> Willie, Dominique, Demetrius, Reginald, Jamal, Maurice. Oh wait, Jalen is on here. Darius, Xavier, Terrence, Andre, and Daryl. These names are <laughs> way before the eighties mix ups, man. These these this is not making sense to me at all. Jerk, I don't think there's as many hood names as we think, you know, around the country. 
Like I, I, I think uh, you're thinking more because like, I'm thinking these, hood. These I'm are not the thinking ones. educated hood. I'm thinking hood. Yeah, this wasn't a hood well, list, though, right? Said, this was just common said, names. Yeah, these are just common names amongst black people. These ain't the most outrageous. Like this ain't. Yeah, a day, a, Daisha, a Daisha is not going to be on this list. Daisha Quananiqua. Yeah, oh, I'm really, I'm really shocked Jalen yeah. wasn't on the list. It was. I found it. I, it. I was looking under there. I did find it, though. It was there. Oh, okay. Ooh, man. This was quite an opening segment here. And uh, so I wanted to remind it, everybody. If you, is it, I was going to say, is it safe no, to say ahead, that no. you should probably avoid all these names unless you want to be stereotyped or typecast? These would definitely be names to avoid. Be different, but not ignorant different. So... Wanted to remind everybody if you want to text in some hood names that you know about, you can do that at 678 250 4422. Or if you would like to call us and talk about this subject, you can do that 323 642 1604. And if you are talking, when you hear the sound of our voice on the show and you want to say something, all you got to do is press one, it'll say you're now in the host queue, and we will see that you want to say something. All right, our guest tonight on the show. Uh, well, we got Arthur Black Venus is going to be hanging out with us all show, but we have another guest that we're going to talk to tonight, R&B singer by the name of Erin Maya. She's awesome. We played one of her songs before. We're going to debut some new music from her tonight, and we're going to talk to her about her endeavors with music and a whole bunch more. A little bit later on, probably in about 15 minutes or so, we're going to talk to her. Um, trying to make sure I covered everything here. I was wondering here, since we don't use government names on here, was any of our names on these, any of these lists? I don't believe so. Negative. Wait, My no. name is on the blacklist. Well, no. Yeah, uh, yeah it was. Kuko's one person name was, was on the blacklist. Yeah. Look at you. Black name, yep. eating Popeyes. Look at you. <laughs> hey, I try, to stay, I try to stay true to my people. You know what I mean? I see that. Raised fist hey, and all. Hey, shout out to you, man. We, Thank we you. see that. Jeez, man. Assalamu alaikum, my brother. Right. Well, we're going to slide out here. I'm sending bean pies after the show, too. But before we slide into that quick break, our favorite shilling man, EZ, has some news for you. Oh, I do? Give me one second. Jesus. You had one job, man. What? It's not like I don't have it. I just Fuck like sake, it man, up. you're amateur. I'm going to need you to calm down, 16. What the fuck are you doing? Look, I'm here. All right. Do you need financial planning? Do you need a financial education? Do you need financial coaching? If so, contact Terry Graham at 404-514-2232. He is an investment advisor rep who can help you with planning and saving for college, retirement, as well as teaching you how to build a financial legacy for your family. Make sure to contact Terry Graham at 444-514-2232 to assist you with financial planning, education, and coaching. Very good. (laughs) Yo, get a retirement plan for all them ghetto names. So like I said, we got Aaron Meyer coming up in about 15 minutes. Right now, though, what we're going to do is we're going to play a song that got, man, you want to talk about overwhelming 
feedback in a positive manner. I got a secret. Let me Not you. put in your ears. <laughs> this song, Secret, by Tasha LeRae, just universal well, praise can you and love. Keep it? But they're you not going to want to hear it. Nobody hears. Oh, that was that you, Evie. <clears throat> well, I was going to say because that was that. Wow, that's awful. So you would know if I was gonna, singing. I've been referred to as the songbird of my generation. <laughs> oh, really? So, now, an injured songbird. Ow. So we are going to fire up "Secrets" by Tasha LeRae. And then we're going to come back and we're going to yap some more in your ear. And then we're going to talk to Aaron Mike. You listen to the radio show. No, don't do it.
Welcome back to the radio show. Man, that was Tasha LeRae, Secret. I mean, universal praise for an awesome song. And I don't know if I mentioned that to you guys, but she's coming on as a guest here pretty soon. I've been in contact with her. She's going to be coming on. she got more good music. Yeah. Speaking of great guests, um, we got our friend of the show, Black Venus, author of the Like a Boss trilogy. You can check that out on Amazon. She's hanging out with us all show. All right? And we're going to be talking to R&B singer singer Aaron Maya in about 10 minutes about some things and some stuff. Welcome back to the radio show. Man, that first segment, I mean, I know we're black people, but that first segment was very black. You know, <laughs> even nigga talk Tuesdays. It was, it was, yeah, pretty. Dark. Now, when you say we are black, you mean <laughs> the rest of us, or not your actual skin complexion? Because clearly, you know. Wait a minute. Oh, shots fired! This was it got more of a Mexican-y. Asian <laughs> translucent kind of really really this kind is what we're gonna tell you what we could, why don't we let the listeners decide? Why don't you go to it's the radio show dot weebly dot com. Click on yes. the whole section. You can see all of our pictures there. You can see Ooh, we and make your make, own decision on that. We should make like that now, little quick quiz now. thing and just everybody can vote on, you know. If you're pecan tan or nah. Now, now I, I will. I want to say this to the to the listeners. If you check out the website, it's theradioshow.weebly.com, or our Facebook page, the Radio Show, or Twitter at it's the Radio Show, and you see a picture of of M16, you have to consider that you have just pretend like you've never heard his voice. Tell me you <laughs> wouldn't think that he was standing outside of Home Depot. Or a whole lot behind the counter. Or behind the counter trying to sell you some uh some sweet and sour chicken. M sixteen, is wow. this why you never grow up mustache? I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, that would be the killer. That would be wow. the killer. Wow. Just I saying. Do I do this show. I love you guys. I do this show with some certified jackass. <laughs> Wow. Yes, hey, leave the salt in the kitchen, man. Leave the salt in the kitchen. Can we make Jack three a word, like a real word? Speaking of, of speaking of jackasses, some people would say that some of the, I guess, the dads out here act like jackasses. Man, I, I okay. I'm going to just put it out here, and we're just going to talk about it. All right, this whole thing with child support. Some people feel like it's unfair. Some people feel like, you know, really Cujo or jerk. Why, why, why do we have to call each other out via our, our messaging here? I did it again, didn't I? <laughs> Terrible segue, right? Go on and check. Hey, Go on it was so bad. <laughs> It was so bad. <laughs> I was going to let you. 
that, that one quiet that one quiet moment where he was thinking of something. <laughs> he was trying to look it up. No, it was, it was just so bad. Not so, oh so, man, it's so funny. We were gonna let you get away. We were gonna let you get away with it. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. no, no, the girl couldn't look. Halfway through the silence, I just look down and I look at the message and it just says, the fuck? And then... <laughs> I was about to text you, boo, you suck. <laughs> oh, just let me... Just let I was going to live this time, man. No, it was, it was so, awful. So, but, for the, so for the people, so for the people who, are, who are not familiar with, with what I assume will be a continued running gag on this show, a running joke on this show, M16 has a uh, a way of terribly segmenting between <laughs> between topics. <laughs> yes, that's point it's a and, disease. And, we're we're and working he, on and it. He dressed it up. We're working on it. I do. We're it clearly, up. Like, it's about, clearly, it's about to be point, the greatest. Yeah. Clearly, at this point, though, what I'm gonna have to do is continue to do this because after you start doing stuff like this, eventually they start to respect you for it. So just get just get ready for <laughs> terrible segues. I don't know who until the end of time. Okay. Speaking of track and field, has anybody heard this new song by Nas? <laughs> Wait, Nas, is, Nas still makes music. <laughs> really? Speaking of basketball, Barack Obama was in the news today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you mentioned Nas, Nas was sure paying a whole bunch of child support to Khalif back in the day. <laughs> Many thousands of dollars. Wait. <laughs> doesn't pay. He's going. You make it sound like he doesn't pay anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck <laughs> Khalif. I don't feel like paying child support anymore, even though some yeah. niggas be doing Okay, so the reason why I brought this up, it, it was with a conversation that I had over, actually overheard with somebody, and that's that conversation I had with somebody where you know, they were discussing the fact that they pay a certain amount of money every month, but sometimes their child's mother comes back to them and is like, well, we need more. And he made a comment or a statement that irked me. He said, well, I go back out of the kindness of my heart and give more. What I wanted to do was give him four upside his head out of the kindness of my heart because I'm not on child support, so I don't have a set amount of money to spend every month on my kids. Whatever they want is what they get. It's not, well, well, I already gave my 150 for this week, so that's it. Mm-hmm. But some men feel like child support is unfair. So I'm going to ask Black Venus. I'm going to start with Black Venus, I guess. When it comes to matters such as that, what's your stance on when men have that type of attitude? Can I click on air? You can say whatever you say, whatever the fuck you want to say. Okay, well, yeah. here, it is. Here, here, here we go. As a single mother uh, who is now 20 years old, nine times out of ten, the amount of child support that your average, we're not talking about puffy, your average black man pays in no way comes close to the needs of that child. Because they're thinking child support, they're thinking clothes and food. They're not thinking about shelter. They're not thinking about at an early age that it costs $200 just for the child to go to the nursery every week. So while you're bitching about paying $400 a month in child support, the mother is spending the majority of the money 
taking care of the child. Because if I had to live in a one-bedroom apartment, then I'd take this amount. But because I have your child, I have to get a two-bedroom apartment. Now, if we can take that other half and split it down the middle and you get, you pay your half of, of her, I pay my half of her, then fine. When the electric bill comes, if we can take that and split that down the middle, and then I pay the I pay my whole half, and then half of the other half, and you pay the other half, fine. True enough, what men pay in child support doesn't come anywhere close to what women pay whenever it comes to taking care of their children. That's bullshit. If we want to list it all and break it down, you best believe your ass will happily let that money come out of your paycheck. I'm done. But no, she's got a point, though. Like, if, if you suck at she, being a dad, she the least you that. can do is pay child support. <laughs> Man, Venus left course okay. early. I'm, 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 I'm not discounting the time that you spend together. But for example, if Jory don't go to school, they're coming to look for my black ass. They're not coming to look for you. I'm the custodial parent. I'm the one who get locked up if she don't go to school. If she don't get her homework and all this other stuff, I'm the one that's said, not you because you're not even there. You're not, I mean, it's, I mean, men, a lot of men, they really don't think about it. Whenever your child walks in the house, it's warm, it's cool, there's food in the refrigerator. I can live off of sardines and, and light candles all over the damn place. I can have a space heater in my damn house and not even have, not even turn the damn heat on in the wintertime. But because I have your child, I have to run the heat longer. Now, does that even factor into the equation of what you're spending for child support? No, it does. It does. Now, Black Venus, I have to agree that that I think people totally underestimate the actual cost of a child. And I think that that is something that is not taken into consideration when the judgments are given. They try to take into consideration the the income of the husband. In some states, they take in the the man. They try to take into consideration consideration the income of the woman. They try to balance the two of those off of each other. But I personally don't believe that they have a a rational basis to the actual cost of a child. I only have one child. This kid's expensive as fuck. But he's only he's only that expensive mostly because we choose to put him in different uh, circumstances. But there is one bit of it that I, I do have to disagree with you on. Being a married man, a man who's been in a relationship for a very long time, my woman is a whole lot more expensive than my child. <laughs> I'm, not be, I'm not trying to be an answer about that. But I'm just saying, you got you to gotta factor your expenses into that, too, because women are a whole lot more expensive than children. And, well, no, women are a whole lot more expensive than children, a little bit more okay, expensive, you, a lot more expensive than men. Let me ask you this. Okay, for example, does she work? Does who work? Does she work? Does my you wife work? Women yet? are more expensive. You talking about your what? Does she work? Yes. Okay. Now here, here's no, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Dollars I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but look, okay. Here's another thing. Men love to say. Well, here's my thing. If you see your child, every time you see your child, your child is neat. Your child is clean. Your child is in kickball. Your, your child is in ballet. Your child is in this, that, and third. I work every day. So how can you say that the money that you're giving me for your child is going towards me getting my hair, my nails, and my toes done? Because I work every day to take care of me. If oh, no, I'm not saying that. 
I'm not saying that. Women what I'm saying is, with, that's all I'm saying. Women are expensive. <laughs> Y'all are expensive. I'm just, you know, I'm not saying that you don't have a valid point. You have a totally valid point. I don't. I honestly do not believe that the 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 court system balances the expenses of an actual child to true expenses. I don't know what metrics they determine that off of. But I've seen child support orders come through, and I work in payroll. I've seen child support orders that have come through for $20 a month for a child that's 10 years of age. That don't cover nothing. And that's mm-hmm. because well, all the a, he, got about, he probably got about 50 kids. But, that doesn't make and it, but to me, that doesn't make a difference. If you've got 15 kids or if you've got one kid, each and every one of those kids needs to have a means to survive. If this particular individual can't afford those means for that child to survive, then they should have to pay in other ways. Maybe it's not monetary. Um, maybe it's not, you know, something that the court can actually control, but you have to set some kind of contributory balance to make that work because money ain't going to solve all the problems. It's not even going to come close. Yeah, you also got to consider just in, in just talking about the amount that's deducted for most guys' child support. You got to consider that there's there's state laws and and a, a couple other factors in place that kind of balance that out as well. In some states, you can't take more than fifteen or twenty percent from somebody's check for child support. So if dude working at Popeyes only making seven twenty five, you know, minimum wage of seven fifty an hour, then yeah, his child support probably gonna be about twenty dollars a check or something like that. But in, a, in another in another breath, that you also got to consider that all women aren't as just or as uh, honest as you know some others, where some may be working to pay for her own things. You got some who are relying on those child support checks to get whatever it is that she needs. I'm pretty sure for we me, all know at least a couple dishonest, you know, what I'm saying people that take advantage of not only you know government assistance, but any and all forms of income that come in, including child support and alimony and all this other kind of stuff, that there are some people out there that take advantage of this shit, and they don't use it the way that it should be used. But to me, I don't even really think that should be a huge factor. As far as I'm concerned, it took a man and it took a woman to raise to, to give birth to this child. There should be a, a metric or a standard of how much it should take, a real cost-of-life standard, of how much it should cost to raise this child and to at least get this child to hopefully a slightly better level than the parents are. You know, if it's public school, if it's not public school, so whatever. I think that I think the state the states do control it, but I don't think the state take into consideration the true cost of raising a child. And that true cost is the piece to me that needs to be melded and pushed into the calculation of what the child support order should be. Because I don't, I don't believe that all mothers, I don't believe really that any mother, well, that's never mind. I don't believe that all mothers yeah, right, are right. some of the money. Because I've seen some women with their nails done, their hair fly, and their kids ain't had a haircut in months, and they're wearing their grand, they grandparents' clothes when they were children. I've seen it. And I see that. And they need their, they, they, I, see, I see quite a few. I know a few. And every time I look mm-hmm. at them, I'm like, every time you see your hair is done, your nails is done, and I'm looking at your three kids, and they look raggedy as fuck. You need your fucking ass for it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You, like eating, it, you, you eating crab legs and steak, and, and your kid eating Wendy's. Chicken nuggets. Hey, man, 
The nuggets are good. Hey, we got we got uh, somebody, man. ATLD was somebody calling you out, man. They want to hear your opinion. Text the road in and want to hear from you. Where you at? Oh, oh, okay. Well, I mean, you guys were blazing it up. Um, I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, I I personally know somebody who's going through this situation right now, and um, is really fucked up because the husband actually um was the reason for the divorce and. He just he all he does is bitch about the child support. So he has his two kids, and it was his fault for the divorce. And of course, like um, we were talking about before, she has to house them now. Mind you, the whole marriage for nine years, she's a stay home wife um, because child daycare costs so much. It made more sense for her to stay home. So he actually the judge said fourteen hundred a month. She agreed, okay, we could do the twelve hundred that he and I agreed to. So he still is bitching about that. So when she says, Hey, uh, can you do this because it's back to school time? He's like, Well no, well why can't you take it out that twelve like every conversation goes back to the why you can't do it out of that twelve hundred dollars I give you and she's like, Well, don't worry about it, whatever. So he actually quit he had two jobs. He quit one job to in order to manipulate himself into maybe thinking he could pay less child support. What kind of man does that? You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that's just, why would you do less or have less just that those are your kids, though? Why is it you don't want to, I don't know. I think it's a pride shift with this generation sometimes. Like, I don't, you know, really I don't understand for me, I don't think it's really a pride shift because you've had deadbeat dad forever. I think it's just, yep. uh, for me, what happens, what, and this is just me personally, what I think happens is the woman and the man have a falling out. The mm-hmm. woman wants to punish the man, the man wants to punish the woman, and the child becomes mm-hmm. the victim the pawn. of the entire situation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not, not even so much the pawn because they're the victim because it's the child that really loses out on this entire situation. It's inc- yeah. For me, it's incredibly selfish. For, Very. for me, it's just as selfish for the woman to get her hair done as it is for the guy to lose a job to deny income for the child. Absolutely. You know, it, it, and it, then just I- because your relationship is ended doesn't mean you need to stop treating this child like it's your child. Exactly. What do you guys think about, um, this is something that kind of also bothers me about the whole way the system is set up. Like, um, Jerk was saying it's, it's a broken system. I don't understand who came up with it. If you don't pay child support, you go to jail or your license is suspended. But if if your license is suspended, you go to jo- jail and you had a job, you know, you're going to lose your job. Then where's the child support going to come from? That's a whole so different conversation. <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> What that goes to is the whole conversation of the uh, privatized prison system or companies yeah. or states trying to generate revenue, revenue off of prison, prisoners oh, yeah. because Absolutely. they get so much more of a grant. That's, that's a whole different conversation. That's an that's industrial complex. You should table that because I do want to talk about that. Um, we'll table it for later. Yeah, but that, well, that's, we should that's talk about paying child support too, because we've all worked in payroll. I've seen some women. Um, I've I've handled some women having to pay child support before. Shocker. I was I was about to say I have a relative and and she was a deadbeat mom for three to three 
three very young girls. Very, mm-hmm. very, very young girls. She was a deadbeat. And yeah. her husband, she's my cousin, her husband had her locked up twice. And I felt mm-hmm. no I felt no sympathy because it, for me, I hate to say it, but for a mother to be a deadbeat is twice as bad as a father because these children came from you. So yeah. I, I had I had no, I had no sympathy for her. I had no what? sympathy for you all. What? We are, didn't that happen we with, uh, with Gabriel with, with Gabriel uh, uh, Holly Berry's baby daddy recently. He he got to oh, no, he got to shoot up he got to shoot up Holly Berry's club and then she paid him for it. And this concludes child support talk quickly. Jeez, that went. He was places I wasn't expecting it to go. All right, look, we got Aaron Meyer coming up, R&B singer coming up um, right after on the other side of this break. We got a song uh, coming up right here from um, an artist who was a guest on the show. But it's uh, Truth First. The song is called it's called Morris featuring S and Sean. We're going to play this song, and then when we come back, we're going to talk to Erin Maya about her endeavors in the music business. You're listening to the one and only radio show. Changing, and I'll be foolish not to change with the times. I paid him no mind, not that I didn't care, but he was in a rocking chair sitting there. Aging, it's cliche to say when you don't know. Those who know won't cut nose, fight face, just to say. Where I'm at, I'm something like Michael Jack. I'm stuck in the middle of this riddle trying to find my way. Is it back home? Maybe. Or maybe off the beaten path with my people free at last. But are we ever free? Truly? You sold capitalist seeds, a slave to your wants and needs. Cause all you want is power, and all you need is money. 1% on country, rest of us are going hungry. So I'm a change plate, so I can change fate. Refuse to stay deep and bring forth my own weight. I wish that there was more. More to life than these faded dreams Cause even when I give my all I'm no closer to the golden sea I've been banging on these walls I hope the world can hear my scream Step up and go to war But what war can ever change these things? I sat down with a general today General conversation, anything but He needs specific plans, motivate a million bands Time we living in, got him pondering like Marvin Gaye What's going on? He trained Buffalo soldiers how to fight He lived through human rights But he might lose his life The complications of the climate change Damn, that's so wrong Something so off When half the planet think the planet Earth's already lost They want the end of days to see Christ come off the cross Religious, fucking ridiculous Like the nine to find some the world scientists I don't know if brothers are doing lines of coke Or getting lines fed to them by the coke brothers We need to galvanize and see through the lies You ain't helping, you just aiding your own demise I wish that there was more, more to life than these faded dreams. Cause even when I give my all, I'm no closer to the golden sea. I've been banging on these walls. I hope the world can hear my scream. Step up and go to war. But what war can ever change these things? I wish that there was more, more to life than these faded dreams. Cause even when I give my all, I'm no closer to the gold. Banging on these walls I hope the world can hear my scream Step up 
up and go to war. But what war can ever change these things? Back to the radio show. Got the entire crew in the house here. It was Truth First with more featuring S and Sean. We want to thank everybody for listening. You want to give us a call, you can do that. 323-642-1604. You can text us 678-250-4422. The whole crew in the house. And we also have Arthur Black Venus who's been joining us all show. But right now it's time for us to bring in our guest for the evening. It's the R and B singer. Out of Brooklyn, New York, by way of Chicago, give a nice radio show round of applause for Aaron Maya. Aaron Maya, thanks for uh, taking our time to come on. Hey, thanks for taking our time to come on the radio show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. All right, so. uh, we wanted to just, you know, go ahead and uh, dive right in to talk about, you know, yourself and what, what you have going on. So I was doing a little research on you, and, um, you know, I learned about you. I saw some of the artists that you were influenced by, Bobby McFerrin, Nina Simone, among mm-hmm. others. So when, Including you Amelda know, Blue. Please don't forget her. Okay. The the lady from uh, Groove Theory. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. So – when, you know, in listening to these artists, what can you say were some of the things that you, I guess, borrowed from these artists and then made it your own? Sure. Um, so Amelda Rue is one of my favorite artists, uh, mainly because of her lyric lyric writing, her thoughtfulness in her lyrics. Um, vocally, she's also a beast, but... For her, I think the most important, like, moving thing for me has been just, like, listening to her songs and the way that she writes them, the way that she forms her words around an idea and just moves you. Um, Nina, I don't know if you've ever read her autobiography, I Put a Spell on You, but when I read that book, it there's a part or two, a few parts, actually, where she talks about the transition that – happened for her over time from her feeling like a performance was a performance and her being separate from the audience and up on stage to her being on stage and it being her sharing with the audience. And so that's kind of one of the things, one of the major things that I got from Nina, um, I, you know, idealistically, or, um, as a, like, music theology. And with Bobby, um, he's just a genius and an angel spirit. And so the spirituality that he puts into his work. I actually got to do a couple of workshops with him upstate New York. And um, the layers and vocal improvisation and playfulness is something that I'm definitely injecting more and more into my music. Also, the interaction with audience that he does is something that I do on a live level when I'm at shows and on stages. So, those are some of the things I take from those artists, but there are definitely several other artists that I have been influenced by and whose music I love and, you know, 
things that they do, I kind of borrow and steal. So. Yeah, because that's what makes a great artist. You know, you take certain things from the ones you like and you borrow them and tweak them and make them your own, and then you become you. So exactly. in piggybacking off, of, piggyback off of that, you know, during your your songwriting process, do you feel like your motivation for what you write about comes more from your personal experiences, or is there another source for your motivation? Hmm. Uh, I'd say for the most part it's definitely personal. Uh, I have written, I'd say a handful, not three handfuls of songs, you know. Uh, but the majority of the songs that I've written are definitely personal and or personal to me because of people close around me. So I haven't yet delved into the space where I'm writing from an experience that I haven't experienced at all. I haven't oh. written from that perspective yet. Okay. Not going to understand it because, you know, with certain artists when they're writing, they, they go to – you know, they go to different uh, places for certain types of songs. Exactly. It could be a past experience. It could be something that you heard, something that a friend told you about. So it's just interesting to exactly. find out where, um, you know, where that comes from within the songwriting process. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We're talking to Aaron Maya, awesome R&B singer here on the radio show. Now, Aaron, they have some artists who enjoy studio work. And they enjoy that more than performing. And then for some, it's the opposite where they prefer the performing on stage versus the studio. Which mm-hmm. one do you feel like you enjoy doing the most? Which one do you get the most pleasure out of? It's funny. I think when I first started singing, uh, there were several things. Well, when I first started singing for public, public consumption is what I mean when I say that. I've been singing the whole mm-hmm. life. Uh, mm-hmm. Studio is definitely one area. Stage is a completely other. I don't know if I think of them as I love one more than the other because when I'm writing and when I'm recording, at least as an independent artist, I'm so aware of the fact that something may or may not come from the recordings that I do. You know, people may hear it. Three people may hear it. 30 people, 3,000 people may hear it. Uh, it's a lot about, for me, about that sharing and about an offering that I'm giving. And that's really the same in the studio as it is on stage. I try to replicate the live experience in the studio because it makes it genuine to me. Though, of course, it's not because there are not however many people watching me do what I'm doing. But it is generally an organic thing. Probably, I'd say, if I had to choose, I'd say I choose performance. You yeah, so like, 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 <laughs> there's so many fun things that happen in the studio, um, like layering your vo- voice, which I'm definitely working on bringing to the live space, to the live stage space, but I haven't yet mastered that. And so there are things I love about both of them. Yeah, it seemed like you had a deep affection for both because it was hard for you to pick. I just know with, with mm-hmm. some artists, some some prefer the, the intimacy of just being in the studio versus facing people. And then some people just, they love being out on stage and they, they, they're just into that. So I guess it just depends on the experience. Also, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the, whatever crowd that you're dealing with has something to do with that too. Like if you're dealing with just a exactly. lively, crazy crowd, then exactly. that's probably going to motivate you more. 
Yeah. It makes um, a complete difference. Like a restaurant audience may or may not be listening to you. So you might prefer being in the studio. It's, it's, it's funny because I've always thought about the difference between a recording artist and a performing artist, which they're often differentiated. But I'd like to think of myself as both. Uh, you um, so you do a great job. We played one of your songs before, and it got great feedback because you know you do have such a great voice. And thank you. Um, now I have a, a question here. Um, that you have a collective, uh, yeah. the experience. So yeah. that's yourself, S and Sean, BD three. So if you could just explain to the audience exactly what the experience is, and then how you, S and Sean, and BD three got together. Sure. So the experience is a collaborative experience between myself and two other artists. That's Edson Sean, who is also an R&B, soul, hip-hop artist, and BD3, who's, we say, more hip-hop, though he has a great voice, so check him out in the future, um, singing on several things. So we are a newly formed collaborative band, and... It's a full band. It's really great, supported by some awesome musicians here in New York. And we got together kind of organically. I've known Edson for years. We actually played on the same bill way back in, like, 2011. And we always stayed connected musically. But not, you know, I hadn't seen him in a little while, and there happened to be an opportunity for us to share the stage again this summer at a show that was called The Three Birth in July. And so they asked me to step in on the open space, which is with the opener, and it just kind of happened to flow pretty organically, you know, through rehearsals and conversations that we would just all kind of form this super group, super friends group, musical super friends is how Edson likes to refer to it. And so that's kind of how we came together, and we just kind of flow really magically. Music kind of comes easily Transitions are easy. We're not talking about the same things altogether in our songs, but the vibe is there and the energy is all synchronistic. And so we're all on the same wavelength as far as like where we want to see the world and where we want to see our music and positive influence that we want our music to take. And so we formed this collective and we are moving on up. Hello, this is the jerk. Hello, right, So I've been listening to your interview and the questions that you've answered, and um, it seems like you're trying to spread your soul into your music. Is there any individual piece that you've published that is completely you, heart, soul, mind, spirit, voice? It's all you. Any one piece? Any one mm. piece of music that you put out. That's an interesting question because there's not one piece Sounds of music like that's not completely. So there's not one piece of music that's not completely me. It's the truth. Uh, if you want me to name the song, I'd say I want to hear the song that you guys played before. Uh. But I, you know, I love and put myself all the way into everything that I do. Uh, that song, I Want to Be Beautiful, and another song, Do You Think? Those songs were very much so me experientially and 
emotionally, but so was lock me away. And so is privilege. And, you know, everything is very close and dear to me because it's very much so me speaking my life and my soul, which I like what you just said, but my experience into the music. I don't know if I answered that the way you wanted me to. There's, there's no way I want you to answer the question. <laughs> you answering the question? Yeah, yeah you, you're answering it where, you know, yeah, that, what Dirk said, exactly. All right, so, Aaron, I wanted to um, ask you with this, if you could tell the audience, because, you know, you're not just just music. Like I said, we do our homework here at the radio show. <laughs> tell the audience about about Aaron Meyer made. I mean, it created enough buzz that um, I heard somewhere that this got featured on MTV's Made show. Is that did I get that correct? Tell it us about did. that. So I, I've had the privilege and honor to sing background for another artist who you may have heard of. Hopefully, you have Maya Azucena, and so she's a vocalist, singer, songwriter. She might one day say, you know, at some point she's an MC. She does a million different things, and music is her activism. And she was one of the featured artists on Made one time, which was a show. I'm not sure if it's still on, but which was a show on MTV, and she basically coached this girl who was in high school through an experience of finding her voice and being in her talent show, which previously she had been completely terrified of. And she wore my earrings. I think she gave the girl a pair of my earrings, uh, made by Erin Maya Maid. So Erin Maya Maid is my kind of handmade crafts line. And so I make jewelry and accessories, uh, mainly from recycled materials, bottle caps, corks, and then also knit and crochet. And so I make scarves and arm mitts and all kinds of things for winter weather. So that's Erin Maya Maid because I can't stop moving. So when I can't just be in the studio, I'm sitting someplace knitting or reading and writing and knitting or hammering bottle caps or something like that. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that that is interesting, really interesting, that you just, you know, you're taking another form of expression and making art out of it and it ended up paying off getting you on, on TV, getting TV exposure. So, um, and again, we appreciate you coming on the radio show here. And we're going to uh, get you out of here with this this last question here is, if you could tell our audience what upcoming projects um, that you have that people can look for, where they can find you online, and also where they can find your Air My Made product online as well. Absolutely. And thank you again for having me. Uh, there are several things that I will be featured on. Um one of them is my upcoming project, which I'm very excited about. Five years ago, I put out my first release, which was The Sound of Aaron Maya. That was in 2010. And so in about 17 days, 18 days, I can't do my math right now, but on the 30th of September, which was my grandfather's birthday, I'll be putting out The Sound of Aaron Maya, Volume 2. And that song will, that album will feature the song that I hope that you're about to play, which is called Privilege. Um, yep. And so that is a project that you should look out for. And you can find that at AaronMaya.com, where you can also find Aaron Maya Made. So AaronMaya.com, which is A R I N as in Nancy, M as in Mother A Y A.com. 
Um, I will be performing with the experience on the 30th of September as well at Say Hi in Brooklyn, S-E-H-I-I-I, Google it. I will also be forming, performing with them on the 28th of October at the same location. I will also be performing with them on November 12th in Brooklyn at the Kimberly Project. I will also be performing with one of my collaborators, Stephanie Rooker, at her release event for a project that I'm all over on October 17th. And I will post information about that on AaronMaya.com. And it's such a pleasure to speak with you guys and be a guest on the show. Um, And I hope that you stay in touch. I will definitely be staying in touch. And I hope that everybody checks out the music. And absolutely independent artists. Absolutely. You know, we hope that this is a relationship we can build on and you can become a friend of the show and we can have you back on, you know, after your release comes out and, uh, you know, help. Because we're all about promoting good music. We're all about promoting those who don't have a voice that should have a voice. That's what we are here for. So we appreciate you coming on our show. Twitter popping, though. Yeah. Thank you. Now, I... We've been on this whole black theme since we've been on here, so I'm going to have to do the black thing. And even though you're a guest in our house, i got to push you to work. So, Aaron Meyer, <laughs> if you could go ahead and introduce your song to the audience, and we're going to go ahead and play that, if you don't mind. Absolutely. This is Aaron Maya, and you're listening to Privilege by Aaron Maya featuring John Robinson. And check it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the radio show. We'll be back in a second. Aaron Meyer, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.
gigantic thoughts shared amongst the world. Worth more than diamonds and pearls. With enough strength to balance the planet with one curl, not just one pearl. We bring a global perspective that's never thumb. So gratitude travels to far lands and high altitudes. Music, culture, life, and indigenous moves are the places and spaces we live at. If you think it's not a privilege, then that's a syntax. Measure the grace and step in the way. Embrace your passion, stay splashing, we ride the wave. Let that soul vibe take us to the next plane. We stay living the dream on that success train. It's, it's a privilege, a privilege. I'm gifted by this privilege. Nothing can extinguish this right flame. It's a privilege, a privilege. I'm proud to have this privilege. Can't nobody tell it quite the same. And John Robinson is called Privilege. That was a cool interview. That's an interesting guest. Yep. Some, somebody we want to make a friend of the show. Just like we made a friend of the show who's hanging out with us all show here, author Black Venus, the author of the Like a Boss trilogy. If you haven't gotten on it, you need to go ahead over to Amazon. Yeah. And check that, and check that out. But uh, yeah, Aaron Maya doing big things there. We're going to. Uh, post all her contact information to the Facebook page at the end of the show. But that was fun, man, and that song is, is awesome. We're looking forward to uh, hearing more from her in the future. Good stuff. Man. Good feedback on that. All right, people, yep. I do this show. With, 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 uh, <laughs> what's next here? Speaking of people you do a show with, <laughs> so we had great feedback. Speaking of topics, <laughs> the silence kills right, everything. <laughs> we go, we're gonna leave M sixteen alone, man. All right, so we were we were speaking yeah, in our back office. Because you, you should leave me alone, okay? Because I, I I just <laughs> I, I, I just why do you this. why do you take these long pauses? Like, are you really trying to think of something on the spot? Or it's not that. I want to say that while the rest of y'all was back there eating chicken, I'm up here. You know, holding it down on the interview. So, Woo, give him a round of applause me. for doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't play. <laughs> oh, so I'm sorry. For myself, damn it. All right. So, speaking of table manners, has anybody ever? Been <laughs> Has anybody ever been at the table with somebody and you just looking at them like, God damn, who raised you? Smacking on the food hella loud. Not drinking with their pinky out and other such things. Well, Black Vince, let me ask you, when you 
you been out on a date? You ever been out with a guy who has like horrible table manners? Like you know, elbows on the table, chewing with his mouth open. Yes. Ooh, story time. Please. Um, I mean, men can be so gross sometimes. I mean, yes, chew with your mouth open. Just okay. I've had someone that would reach over and stick their fork in my plate and get food out of my plate, and I hadn't even kissed him yet. That's me. That was our first and last date. Wait, yes, I know I you had you hadn't kissed him yet, meaning you eventually did, or. No, 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 no. That was our, that was our first and last date. I'm just saying, I oh, haven't okay. even put my mouth on you, but you're sticking your fork in my plate like it's okay or something. No. But, um, yeah, I mean, man, they chew with their mouth open and talk with food in their mouth and, yeah. What's next? Dude, do, do, you, you been on a date with somebody with bad manners? I didn't hear you. Say it again. No, I said you've been on a date with somebody that has bad table manners. I think we. I yeah. think. I think we. No, I'm saying. I think we. I think we lost ATL Diva at some point. Oh, you said Diva? Yeah, yeah. I think ATL yeah. Diva um, went on break. She's on lunch right now. Wait, we get. You're letting the secrets out, Cujo. Nope, just carry on. <laughs> oh, um, no, no, no. So, so it's safe to say that, that bad table manners can make or break uh, a date or a relationship. I mean, okay, let's say if you've already established a relationship with somebody, let's say that y'all first, I don't know, let's say it's our first two dates didn't involve going out to eat for whatever weird reason. And then when you finally saw this person at a table, you know, in, in a real them real self or whatever, how they eat, it was just such a big turnoff. Would you end, would, is that worthy of ending a relationship or is that something that can be curved or taught in like a, I don't know, um, what was the movie with uh, Richard Gere and uh, and Julia Roberts? Pretty Woman. Like, can you teach somebody to be better, you know? Um, at my age, I don't think I should have to re-raise re you. It would be, first of all, it would be very hard for me to it's not to have gone out on some dates. It's just not going to happen. But depending on how I feel about you, if I'm really liking you, if your conversation is great, we got good chemistry, I might give you another date, but I probably will tell you in the process, can you, like, not – I'm a very outspoken person. So can you, like, not chew with your mouth open? I'll tell you that while we're sitting at the table. Or can you not, like, let me see your food while you're talking, please? And if he's not if, if, if he's not receptive to that, then that would definitely be our last date. And, and I guess what, are there some table manners that are more, uh, that are, I guess um, you can put up with more than, than others? Like, like, is elbows on the table a deal breaker? Or is, like, you know, wearing a hat at the table a deal breaker? Or is it just about the grossness of seeing food and the noises that they make. If his elbow is on the table and we're at a sports bar, no biggie. If his elbow is on the table and we're at the sundown, it's going to be a problem because there are other issues 
than just your elbows being on the table. There's probably a lot of things that you're not too cool about. But uh, we're gotcha. why you got an elbow on the table. No biggie. You got to learn how to adjust. I notice. I notice all the fellows are kind of quiet on this one. Is it safe to say that we just don't care? Um, uh, you're exactly correct, right though. about that. You're correct. Yeah. Okay. So if <laughs> no, no, okay, no, guys, no, so, no. I'm gonna disagree. So if you're going out with a girl, if you guys are going out with a woman, and you're you're somewhere, you know, nowhere big. You, I mean, you're somewhere at a, a decent spot. Let's say, you know, Papa Dope, and <laughs> whatever she that is, like, she chews like a cow. You guys are talking, and she's talking to you, and she's smacking. She don't close the mouth whenever she chews. She uh-huh. talks with food in her mouth. You, you guys are just it doesn't it's it's not a deal breaker. To you guys, I, it's no big deal. I, well, you got to you got to come with where I put it come from in that particular situation. She's got a whole lot of extra mouth to do a whole lot of extra stuff with. Wow. Yeah, and I put oh, it like wow. yeah, that. Was horrible. Amount, that was a jerk. The, Don't dur- to me. <laughs> the the amount of time that we spend eating is a lot shorter than the amount of time we'll spend doing other things. So I'm willing to put up with the with with the ten you know, ten or fifteen minutes we spend eating or whatever, you know, as opposed to all the other stuff we get to do throughout the day. I don't I don't necessarily see table manners as a a big thing. I just know where I can and can't take you, and I will curb the relationship to that. <laughs> okay, so, so you don't you don't think that she would be a little bit ratchet in other areas too? Like you take yeah, her out, she yeah. embarrasses you. Yeah, so basically, well, no, that's, yeah, that's where yeah. I was. You, don't her, you don't see her as a good fuck, but you're not. She's not necessarily someone that you're going to take around the family. Well, there, there's 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 different ratchets of relationships for every person. And I think that the person you're trying to marry, you want to try to introduce them to the people that are in your life. You want to introduce them to your friends. Hell no. Would you not take somebody like that to introduce to your friends well, and your family? You on. just wouldn't. There are people who have I, different avenues of life in your – they have different paths in your life. I would say this. If it if it began and, and if it begins and ends at table manners, that's just the worst part. I would most definitely marry and take somebody around my family and whatever who just has bad taste. No, 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 no. So your mama no. can but, talk about it. But you can't end her. it there. You can't end it there. It does not begin with this one part. This one part leads to other things. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, if we just talking about, if we just talking, I'm just saying, if we just talking about table manners and the only thing, not saying, you know. All right, people have flaws, whatever. But I'm just saying, the worst part about it is that she chews with her mouth open, or she smacks, or whatever. If that's just it, and she's, you know, everything else that I like, then yeah, whatever. We can definitely, well, uh, like I said, we can we can work around that. Cujo, you missed something really important. Will you just say you missed something important that Venus has said earlier that. She said that a guy she was on a date with reached his fork over and reached in her plate. Dude, I'm married. I wish my wife would never. That may be a deal breaker at this point. Like, don't reach in my plate, I, man. But to, Stop but lying. You know you ain't going nowhere. Stop lying. You ain't going nowhere. Man, you, know, man, you know what? I don't, I don't you know you're going to let her stick her fork in your plate. With my dude. If you're my dude, I don't have a problem sharing 
food with Man, you. Stay on my plate. Stay on my plate. We have to grow into that. We have to grow into that. Stay on my plate. I don't care. Hey, look. Stay on my plate. Don't reach. If I you want something, I may give I, you some. If, if, if I fix your damn plate, I can have any damn thing I want on that plate. Ooh-hoo. Okay, you go ahead and you go ahead and you go ahead and, and then, reach in and, and then, see what you get and back. Then if I'm if I'm playing if I'm paying for that plate, I can have anything on that plate. That's how to be with my husband. Don't you, don't you don't you be shaking there. don't you be shaking your neck at me? Look, don't did you, did you, you see that? Did you see it? Yep, yep. Don't reach in my plate. I think I think anybody I think it I think anybody that's been in a relationship longer than I don't know two months or two or three months can say that they they've had their partner reach into their plate and and eat. So I kind I kind of see what you're saying. It's not that yeah. it's something yeah. that that you work towards. I'm 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 lying. Yeah. Okay, you call me out. She reaches in my plate all the time, and I let her do. You, look, you know she take your you lunch probably money. Smile, you probably smile when she do it. He offered mm-hmm. before he started eating. I got anything yeah, you want before, before I start eating? Yeah, he's smiling because mm-hmm. she ain't whooping his ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why you put it on. <laughs> Whatever. I see you over there. So, so is it is it worse is it is it worse for for a woman, uh, you know, as opposed to a man, like to to have bad taste? Because in in some in some aspects, you kind of expect for men to be a little less groomed, you know, a little grosser than women. So, is it is it more acceptable for a man to have bad table manners as opposed to a woman? Because we we've all been there, or you know, if you haven't been there, you've seen it where you see somebody out on a date and the chick is. And the woman is eating like you know, like a bird. She's taking everything one small ounce at a time and quietly nibbling it over in the corner or oh, whatever. Knowing damn well, knowing damn well, she don't eat like that for real. Exactly. She putting on. Ain't got time for all that. But yeah, I mean, it, I guess it is more acceptable for a man to have uh, barbaric um, ways about him than it is for a woman. You you don't expect a woman to be at the table chewing with the mouth open, um, just mm-hmm. nasty. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, but you know, there are the ratchets. So, and men, some men, a lot of men like ratchet. So, because they just like you say, they think they got a good mouth game. So I guess sounds like sex. Sounds like sexism to me. Mm-hmm. See, I think, I think, I think. I think men are just a lot more accepting of people's flaws than women are. I think men just have a bigger heart in that aspect. You know, I, I think I think we can I think I think we can openly accept a woman for all of her flaws, flaws and all, as Beyonce put it. A man, a man wrote that song, by the way. That's if she got a big ass. Men, if a woman got a big ass, or he thinks that he can hit. He will accept. Um, he will. Uh, she cute. He will accept a lot of shit off of her that he normally would not accept. So wait. So, a, so, so wait, wait. 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 Let's let's put this into perspective. Since mm-hmm. one is more controllable than the other, mm-hmm. do you feel that Big A or Pretty Face 
is a larger weigh-in than a big D. But, see, you can see a big ass and you can see a, a pretty face. So, therefore. That ain't what I'm asking you. That ain't what hey, I'm you asking you. Hey, you know you're taking for those prints. What I'm asking you is. Uh-huh. Which will have the bigger sway on the individual, the big D or the cute? The big face? ass. It's the big. It's a, it's the big ass. Period. It's the big ass. So, but the women can reject. Men don't have the option of rejecting. Why you don't have the option of rejecting? We don't have that option. You might think we have that. We don't have that option. Of what rejecting? Men, what a woman with a big ass. Uh, women, women, we 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 don't get to say no. For the most part, women say no. Men do not say no. No, no you guys, you guys choose not to say no. You that's choose because not we know to if we say, say no. that's because if we say no, we will be locked out of the club forever by every woman on every side what, of that bar. Whatever. But you guys are the ones who pursue. So you already have a choice. We don't have a choice but to pursue. We have to pursue everything because every other thing is going to say no. Mm. Bullshit. Big ass. Big ass. Big dick. Big ass. Big dick. All the time. This is her saying this. Uh, M16, do you think men have the choice of sex? (laughs) Or do you think women have the strongest? I thought no. he was going to ask you what he Big ass or big dick? <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I'm asking. No, that is Wait, not say, what say I'm asking. Say it again, jerk. I couldn't say it again. This is my question. M16, if you or your significant other would say no to sex, which one of you would say no faster? Would it be you or would it be your other? Well, duh, okay, I, mean, I, I, didn't, mean, I, didn't, I didn't even realize duh, that. What? Said, no, finish it. No, finish it. Well, it's the, Who would say it's, no it's, fast? Cl- it's clearly the woman. Will ne- the dudes never say no. When do we ever say no? The dudes never the say no. Never. I say no never all the time. Never say no. Well, that's you. You got it over. So you for, guys are the before, kids. You put a bag on your head. You would hit it regardless. Put, just put a bag on the head. Turn the lights out. You guys admit this what, shit. I but, think you're but his, misunder- I think you're misconstruing what I'm saying. You mm-hmm. have the power of determining who says yes or no. We don't have that power. It's true. I mean, think about think about it like this. And I know you've been in this situation before, and you said you were wide open or whatever. We say that dudes would never say no. It's to the point where we want it so bad, we won't even take. Okay, I'm just going to say we won't even take your panties off. We'll just move them out the way. You know, like we don't want to waste any time. We don't. We don't, we don't say no. We don't want to waste any time for you to change your mind. Like we don't have time for all that. Let me just do what I can right we now. We have no control I, over this situation. I'll say no to a small penis quick. That, I, I just, I'm just, I'm and see, just. We don't have that. That's what I'm saying is we don't have that power. There's a small ass presented in front of us. We're going to take the ass because we don't know if ass is going to come up to us next week, tomorrow, next month, or anything. Yeah. We don't have the power to say no. We don't have that's that power. I, I was, mm-hmm. was going to piggyback on that jerk and just say, you never know where your next meal is coming from. So you take you don't whatever know. meal you can get. As a, as a woman, it's pretty much like being at a, being at a buffet all the time. I, a woman mm-hmm. probably gets offered dick 27 times a day, 365, whereas Man. 
you know, as you said earlier, a man has to pursue everything that he wants. So it, it, exactly. let's just, just live in, you know, fight. two different ends of the spectrum. Let's just we have to fight, claw, and nail for what we get. Just you get to say no. We a don't woman, get to say no. A woman sleeps with whoever she wants to. A man gets with who he can. Period. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Somebody texted in and said they agree with Black Venus. I just thought she should know. What what what, 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 what about do point? they agree with? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, right? know, they I don't know. They just said they agree. Shit. Well, the thing is, is that when we first started talking, I thought that we were talking about you know, how easy is it for a man to be swayed by a big ass and a pretty face versus us and penises. And at that time, it's I was going to say, yeah, I mean, to me, I it's mean, the same conversation. Ass, we don't have, what, really, I'm, what I'm ultimately saying, what I'm ultimately saying in this conversation is, it doesn't matter what men get offered for the majority of men. That we're you, going to, if we don't have a choice, we're going to take it. But women have a choice. Most men don't have a choice. Most you know why? Don't. You know, you know what? You know why I say that's 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 bullshit. Because the statistics are true. There's usually ten men. There's usually ten women to one man. So therefore, if you throw your dick upside the wall, sooner or later it's gonna stick. It's not as easy for us because we wait, women wait, are wait, very wait, wait, wait. Let's throw this back it. around. I said it. So you said. I said it. Y'all, so you it's, said. It's, it's more. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's it's more men. It's more women than it is men. So the opportunity for you to, I don't care what men say. The opportunity, the opportunity for you to walk out the door, and get some pussy, your chances are far more greatly increased than for me to walk out the door and get. Some dick. Why? Because I'm selected. What? what you're saying you're saying I'm, that because you're saying it like it's a numbers game. It's not a numbers game. Women I mean, do is, not re- women do not respond to oh there's a lack of dick. Women respond to oh I think you're cute. Oh I'm in the mood and oh I want to have sex with you. All those things have to be in line. All those things have to be in line. So. So so let's exactly. so let's do a social experiment. So, so let's let's do a hypothetical. So if, if, hold on, if, wait, go for it, go for it, go for so it. There's steps that, that, that a woman have to go through in order to find that dick that she's gonna either. This this is what I a think, woman has because, to go through, but a man just has to be there. He can be there and not have to go through any of that, but yet and still we and, have to go through all that. Women. Don't have to go through that. Women get in there. Don't women, have to. I think it's. Women, I think it's women, don't, what you're, you're gonna get it. Women are so, you're gonna women get are it. so thirsty now. Women are so thirsty now. It's not hard for men to get pussy. It's not. It's not. It shouldn't. If you just looking for pussy, if, it's just, if you're just it's, looking for pussy, it's not hard. And if you're looking for quality pussy, it may be harder. But if you're just trying to fuck, it's not that damn hard. Women are so fucking no. thirsty now. They so if a man they, they, they if a man walks into a bar and a woman walks into the the exact same bar as the as a equal number of people, let's just say there's more men in the bar than women, or there's more uh, women in the bar than men. If there's 
10 men in the bar and there's 20 women in the bar, one man and one woman both walk in and both say, I'm trying to fuck. Who going to walk out of there getting fucked, the man or the woman? The woman's going to be some dude if she, that's going to... If the woman says that she that she's trying to get fucked, then yeah. All then she's that's, that's the point. And that's the point trying to make is that if 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 two if two people of the opposite sex go out seeking just sex, ninety nine point ninety nine hundred percent of the time. The woman the woman's is gonna, gonna come get out the sex. as the one who, yeah, she's gonna get that and, shit and first you know over a man. Is, and this thing is true. The man's gonna come out too. The man's gonna come out no. with some pussy too. No, no. If he no. paid for it, if he went, if he went over, if he paid for it, yeah, if he paid for it, Urban, yeah, urban yeah. Street. Bullshit. <laughs> no, okay, all right. So wait, 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 wait. So let me throw this particular scenario to you. There are two clubs in Atlanta. Um, there are several of them. There are swingers bars in Atlanta. One's called Swinging Richards. That's for uh, guys. There's um, um, a couple Trappy, others that are for mixed couples. Trappy. You know them. So you know that these clubs exist. If you go to their website, and I did, not as somebody who was trying to go to the website, but someone who was curious as to how it works. You go to the website. The guys have like a one or two or $300 co-charge to get in these clubs. The women get into the clubs for free. No, they don't get into the clubs the, for free. They don't get into the clubs for free. I'm not going to lie. So you could be totally right. The last time I looked in this was probably 10, 15 years ago. But when I did look at the sites, when I heard about them, because they were up the street from the stores I used to shop from, I looked at them. The women got in for free. The guys paid mm-hmm. two or $300. So the current mm-hmm. factors that you're looking at now, do the guys pay more than the women? Okay. You, are you talking about as far as the cur- you're talking about I'm as far asking as you. I'm, I'm as, just saying, as far are you as what the money they than... have to pull, the money that the individual has to pull out of their pocket, does the guy pay more than the girl? Are you talking about going to the swingers club? Trapeze, Ian Richards, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, those the, guys, the guys do pay. The guys do pay more. The guys pay get, more, and there's a reason for that. The little nasty freaks that go up in there, that one freak got a dick in her mouth, she got a dick in her ass, she got a dick in her pussy, she getting fucked by five or six different guys. <laughs> but like I'm saying, the woman, the woman had, that woman had a choice of three different guys to do whatever they wanted to do. She got in there for and free. All of, and the all guy of those did guys not, the guy, the guy did not get into there for free. The only point that we're making is, no matter what situation we put ourselves in, women sexually will have more opportunities than men. I disagree. I disagree because, as I stated, women are more selective than men. So that decreases our opportunities. If you no, just got somebody that's 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 around, that just gives. That just gives you more choices. That doesn't decrease your opportunity. You can go to Kroger right mean, now. How does that give you more no, no, no. choices? No, no, no. being selected. No, that's what we were saying. So, well, well, that was one of the points that, that I was making earlier. If, that if women I'm get in their own. You get in. You get in your. You get in your own way because if we just talking about who can get sex easier, which is kind of what I think the point Jerk was trying to make. 
it's it's always going to be women. It's always going to be the man who's going to be, you know, at the on the opposite end of the spectrum of, of that of being able to just get it so easy because we're always having to pursue and it, it, because women are so selective. It's like, you know, there's you a standard out there for whatever. But there's a lot of thirsty women out there too. A lot of thirsty women. And considering, like I said, there's more women than men, your opportunity greatly increases. So the really? the only point that we're trying to sell to you is there are a lot of thirsty women. And I believe there are as many thirsty men. But if you have more thirsty if you have thirsty women who can get it for free and from three different men from what you said, and you have thirsty men who have to pay for it, to me it's not a balanced way. But you're talking about this people, is not you're, talking, you're talking about a senior club. That's something totally different. We're just talking about it, on a daily on average. No, no, no. Okay, put it like this. I have my own group on Facebook. I've had it for a long time, a very long time. I will have one woman, I will have one man with six women asking me about this one man because this one man is in all six of these women inboxes, and he got all of them wide open. And because I'm friends with all seven of them, I can't say shit. And out of the That's, six women that he got wide open, that one man is fucking at least three of those goddamn women. Look for it to be in the damn book, Carl Center, okay, uh, not Carl Center, uh, The Secret Lounge. I promise but you. But that's not that's not due to their lack of access. That's that's not due to their lack of access to sex. That's their due to wanting to get this one guy. They the are trying is, yeah. to skim themselves but, down to this one individual when a guy. Will have and this is not this is not 100 percent true for any man, but if you throw it out there to most people, guys are like dogs, girls are like cats. Dogs will take love wherever they can get it. Women will select love. The people that you're throwing in your your bucket fit that mold. Like these six or seven women are trying to choose this guy, but this guy is just trying to get it wherever he can. So he's taking advantage of the system just as much as she is, but who really has the biggest opening? The people who select she, him but how is she, or the how person is she who can select anybody? How is she taking advantage of the system whenever she has no idea that this one guy is trying to holler at six different goddamn women? How is she taking advantage of the system? He's taking like say, advantage of six, he's taking six advantage women. Of the six, six women have chose him. He can choose no, no. 30, and but he will never get every, six of those 30. Okay, but hold on. She, 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 and she is focusing on this one guy. This one guy is trying to holler at six women. He knows I promise that he you got this six guy, women. I, I can almost promise you but, that this guy has hollered at 500 women. But even He just took even whoever so, did. If, but but even, women but wouldn't do that. This not the norm. The women, I guess we can all agree. This is this isn't the norm. Actually, he is actually, not the norm. Actually, actually, actually sixteen. This has become quite the norm. I've had these groups for a long time, and considering I am the nucleus of the group, I'm the person that knows everybody's business. Trust and believe. So this has but, been what it, but, the norm. What it sounds like to me, if these is women, all of these, if these women, find, in this, 
Go ahead, Kucho. I was just going to say, if these women found out that all six of them were pursuing this one dude, this one dude was pursuing all six of them, how many of them would continue to pursue him? Or if if they knew that believe all of them me, were fucking the same believe dude. Believe me, there's, there's, there's been a lot of collateral. There's been, a, there's been fights. There's been mess. There's been sugar and gas tanks. There has been a lot of drama behind it. And you may. There's, there's some of them that will continue to deal with with him. So if he's got these three women that will continue to deal with him, even though they all know that he's trying to screw all of them, then who has the advantage? Because he's still fucking all three of them, and all three of them know that he's fucking all three of them, but who still has has the advantage? Let's put this to a slightly different perspective. Let's put this on a one-to-one perspective. Let's say of the six women that are involved, there were six men that were involved, including him. Six of the women are going for this one guy. Five of the other men have pursued interest in these six other women. These five other guys have no chance because they're because all of the women are going for this six this sixth person. Mm-hmm. So all six of these women have an opportunity to have sex. One of the six men have an opportunity. But that's bullshit because those other five guys no, have other No, 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 You're trying to compartmentalize it. But those same I'm five not guys have the opportunity. They have the opportunity I'm to pursue other than those five, other than those five, those six women. Good, good. They, so you just walk into it. Good. Wait, 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 women. wait. Let's just let's just go with what you said. So these other five guys have six women that they could be possibly pursuing. These other five guys have equally pursued six other women. So these is 30 other women they pursued. 30 women, five men, six men. Five of the women choose one guy. None of the other women choose any of the other guys because they're all seeking the same thing that that one guy has. What we're saying is women get what we're what we're saying is women what we're saying is women don't play odds. Women find their mandingo the mandingo and they want to try to get that mandingo. No matter who else comes around, they're trying to pursue this particular individual, which cuts off the odds to all of the other men who are eligible, good, bad, happy or sad, because they chose this one individual to pursue. Okay, that's but you the still only have, point that we're. You, that's the only point I'm, that but, we're trying to make. But I'm not. But I'm still not going to agree because, like I said, okay. there are so many more women than there are men. That if she, men will tell you quick. Men attention span with women nowadays is so short because there's too many out there for them to really even focus hey, on one. Man, this. You know what? I, I got to jump in here. This is crazy that we were talking about table manners and it jumped all the way to this. That we have just completely ran out of show. We we ran out no more. Yeah. So we got yeah. another thing here. We, we, we got a we got a. Uh, I don't even know if we're gonna have time for for random. Maybe we can. I just want to throw this out here real fast here. Um, uh, next week on the show, uh, we're gonna be talking to a uh a artist, rap artist. She does a bunch of stuff. Her name is Callie Speedway. 
We're going to be talking to her next week. We also have another special guest host coming through uh, next week. Her name is LaCole. More information about them is coming up on the Facebook page. Man, thanks to Aaron Maya. Thanks to Black Venus for hanging out the whole show and starting to riot with her and the jerk here. Let's quickly, quickly play random here. And Black Venus, if you don't know what random is, it's just one sentence about the first thing that's on your mind. So, Give me a fucking answer! Exactly, Batman. <laughs> so, Black Venus, we're going to start with you. It's just one sentence of the first thing that comes to your mind. Go. Men no longer court women. Easy. All right, quick scenario. This is a what would you do? You're taking a shit, spider crawls on your leg. What would you do? Think about that, audience. Keep have a good one. Jerk, <laughs> <laughs> what you got, man? Five day work weeks are just fucking crazy. How are you gonna get somebody five days of work and two days off? Ignorant. Good job. And I love your smile. Yeah. That song's going to be stuck in your head for the next couple hours. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks, Jackass. Um, Damn, it's already in my head already. I can hear the little the high pitch. You son of a bitch. You're killing air time. And for, and for my... My my random is real simple. Um, after tonight, I'm pretty sure that our show is no longer PG-13. I got a secret. Whisper in your ear. So again, again, you can't let nobody hear. I'm just going to sing in the background. Keep going. No, I don't want you to. Because I'm selling product here. Thanks. Thanks to Aaron Meyer again. Thanks to Black Venus. Appreciate you coming on here. Like I said, and again, I'm almost starting to ride, but definitely appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us. You can uh, check her out. You can check her out, uh, Like a Boss. Amazon.com is where you can find it, the Like a Boss trilogy. All right? So we're going to go ahead and get up out of your hair here. Like I said, next week we're going to talk to Cali Speedway. Got LaCole coming on as well with the crew. So for, can somebody play the theme song out of here? So for my man EZ, Jerk, your boy Cujo, ATL Diva, Black Venus, I'm M16, this is the radio show. All right? We'll catch y'all next we're, week. Hey, we're, Tuesday. We're not, we're not gay. He just referred to me as his friend. <laughs> You had to point that out. People might get the wrong idea, man. I know you're married. Black Venus, Black Venus, get your hand around out my plate. Get your hand out my plate. Don't touch my plate. You can't let nobody hear. Somebody wrote in that they love Black Venus. I think I love you. Love you. Love you. I, I think I love you. Love you. Hey, hey, I'll roll on today, like, fill it in the with the radio show. Thursday, take another, let them know. Let them telephone. Rains, yeah, I'm on this. What's up?